back to the Only Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Rick, and as always, I am joined in studio by my good friend, the Black Adam to my Black Panther, it's Robbie. It's a pleasure to be here. Just call me Little Rock. Little Rock. <laughs> little Baby Rock. No, 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 no Baby. No, no Baby. Little Rock. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, you know, feel like it's been a while, even though it hasn't really. Um, but uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, what about you? How you been? Yeah, good, good. Busy, busy with uh, busy with the podcast. Actually, a lot of editing. Been trying to uh, maintain the social medias a bit more. Get yeah, some more yeah. posts no, up I'm, there. I've seen I've seen the posts. I like them. I like them. Just keep keeping myself active with that. I feel yeah. like you know, gotta gotta get that engagement up a little bit. That's it. While while we're here, I will just say like while we're talking about that, go jump on the social media. Pause the podcast for a second. Jump on the so actually, you know what? Actually, it's spot on. You know, you don't have to pause. You don't have to pause. Yeah. Just put it in the background. Yeah. Keep listening. Mm-hmm. Go to our social media page. Yeah, we'll guide you. All right. So you got to swipe up if you've got an iPhone. Swipe up. Close it. You know. Go to your Instagram, go to your Facebook, the only pop culture podcast. Find it, follow it, like it. You know what I mean? That's it. Share it with your friends. That's Share it. it with your family. This word of mouth. Word of mouth really helps. Go out there and just you know tell people about it. Comment on some of the posts. Feel free to send us a message if you like. Just you know, get in, get get engaged. Get engaged with the podcast. But that's it. Now now that you've done that, we can get started on the actual. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Oh, yeah, I saw it. It just came through. Thanks. <laughs> we really appreciate it. We appreciate the support. No, I've been good. I've been good. Life's uh, life's good. Still working on the kitchen. Hopefully having some uh, <laughs> having some. I, mean, we've, I think I've been talking about this since we started this. I was going to say you've been doing the kitchen longer than we've been doing the pod. <laughs> but that's okay. Making some more. Hopefully making some more progress this weekend. Getting some tiling done. But um, very yeah. fun. Very we, fun. Yeah, yeah. We're getting there. We're oh, getting there. Right. I started working again. That feels great. Oh, you know? like being an adult. Bro, you have no idea. So good, right? You got a pay slip today. Oh, <laughs> my God. I almost cried. Taking take awesome. everything you have not to go into the comic book shop today. Uh, it, it took some real restraint. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to go buy some comics. I might go to JB Hi-Fi, have a look at some records, or maybe go to EB Games, look at their like pop culture section. Yeah. But uh, no, no, I didn't do that. But uh, unfortunately, I'm going to Perth this weekend, so I'll probably cave. <laughs> That's it. Paycheck's gone. <laughs> no, no, because also I get paid fortnightly now, so it's a risky ball game. Ooh, okay. Mm. Oh, fortnightly is good though. You know, it's not it that is, hard to budget it, for a it, fortnight. It is once you're in the swing of it. Your first one's tough. I mean, you know, I mean, when you go from weekly or when you go from nothing. <laughs> When you go from nothing... To getting... I have debts to pay. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I, I got paid at like 10 o'clock this morning and then by 12, half of it was gone because I had to pay for like my car, my storage unit, yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Nice. You know, so... That's that's the downside of the uh, being an adult with a job, isn't it? Paying I know. I wish, I wish I could rely on my parents forever, but... Um, <laughs> it has to end at some point. It has to end at some point. <laughs> God. I wish I was Peter Pan. Just never grow yeah. up. Yeah, that's the dream, right? Being a turtle <laughs> child. <laughs> well, you're doing pretty well. I do. Oh, look, I am the furthest thing from a turtle child. Let's be honest. I mean, as far as like, if you say height, <laughs> I was no, I was gonna say as far as looks go. Yeah, you got. I am gonna throw my microphone. <laughs> you got the hair of an eighty-year-old. You know. Yeah, so. the hairline of an eighty-year-old. The height of a six-year-old. It's a wild combination. <laughs> Painting a real nice picture. <laughs> Thank God you're married. Yeah, you're... don't worry, ladies. I'm off the market. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, guys. He, he, we found him someone. It's okay. 
It was a struggle. Had to go to the other side of the world, but we got there eventually. <laughs> we just <laughs> we went to the other side of the world. You're like, no, all Australians look like this. <laughs> no, I promise. Media has been lying to you. <laughs> I promise you, Chris Hemsworth is Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is actually still a genetic freak. <laughs> like, regardless of the, the circumstance... Chris Hemsworth is still a genetic freak. I know. He's so damn gorgeous. I hate it. <laughs> it makes me so mad. Anyway, why are we here? <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's talk about some drinks. All right, well, we are here to talk about Black Panther this week, and we have a cocktail, another one that I've made myself. I liked it. Tasted nice. I ran it past Cora as well, and she actually enjoyed it as well, which is very surprising because... She's not a big alcohol drinker, and normally when I even offer her a cocktail, she's like, mm, no. So I'm happy with it. What, what, are you, what are your thoughts? I dig it. Simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you get a bit wavy with it. You're like, no, nah, I need to do this, or I need to do yeah. that. You've got to jazz it up. Yeah, you're like, yeah, because it's, it's for this, so we have to put something like this in it. And yeah. I just go, no, nah, you really don't. You don't. And then you do, and it's not bad. You know, but it's just like it could have done without. And today you kept it simple and it's just nice. It's good. Yeah. So a little um, little tequila, the silver tequila, some Caribbean rum, bit of lemonade, bit of curacao, splash of lime cordial as well to give it a bit of a, uh, we wanted to go for that oceany aqua color for uh, Telecan. We had a bit of a discussion about what we wanted to call this one. I wanted to name it after Namor. We did a bit of brainstorming and we uh, came up with... Tequila Khan after Telokan, which is Namor's, I guess we call it home town, home city. I would have said home world. Just leave it at home. <laughs> Namor's home. His kingdom. <laughs> I was um I was really big on calling it Kukul Khan. But you held so much restraint to say it like Winston do. I, I, <laughs> I felt that. I had to hold it I back. I felt you do that. He's been doing it. Cora told me when I got here, he's been doing it ever since he watched the movie. Just... I can't. This Okay. So we're going to talk about Black Panther in a second, but I, I need to give time to this one line because there is a line reading here from Winston Duke that he just absolutely murders. So Mbaku talking to the elders of Wakanda and they're talking about what they're going to do with Namor. And... Winston Duke turns to the elders and he goes, his people call him Kukulkan, the feather serpent god. And to kill him risks eternal war. They called him Kukulkan, the feather serpent god. And I have been saying that nonstop since I watched this movie and Cora is so mad at me, but I can't stop. It's like it's like built into my daily routine now. I cannot stop. I've, you know how they say, oh, you, you do something 37 times or whatever it is and it becomes a habit? This is now a habit for me. Well, surely it's only 36 times. We can stop you. <laughs> this is my cry for help. <laughs> I can't stop myself. Guys, get on the socials, please. Help Rick. Uh, should we get into the movie? Yes, please. All right, let's do it. So, as we said, we're here to talk about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, directed by Ryan Coogler, the sequel to the original Black Panther. Elite. Starring Letitia Wright as Shuri, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, and Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda. And Winston Duke. Winston Duke, Mbaku. And Martin Freeman as Ross. And obviously we have to say Tenokweta as Namor, as... uh, 
Kukulkan. Oh, um, who who plays Okoye? Um, deny something. Uh yes. Uh, Guerrero. Guerrero, yeah, Danae Guerrero. Great cast, fantastic cast. Yeah, one thing my girlfriend wouldn't shut up about was how everyone just looks, like everyone in that cast just looks fantastic, like just flawless. Yeah, <laughs> even Martin Freeman looked good. <laughs> His first scene in the movie, he's going for a job. Yeah. I was yeah. like, God, God damn it, bro! How are you gonna make How are you gonna make Bilbo look that good? Yeah, just like really setting the standard for short, middle aged white men. Hey, congratulations, Rick! I know that's the standard I have to live up to now. I know you gotta get hair. It's crazy. I would much rather have the grey hair that Martin Freeman has than the no hair that I currently have. Hey, oh look, no no hair is hey, harsh. No if hair you wear is a harsh. Hat, no one would know. They don't. That that's true. I, and that's why I choose to wear a hat every mm-hmm. day that I'm And that's why I choose to tell the podcast every single episode that I can. <laughs> if you see Rick, take his hat off. <laughs> if, you, if you guys can, if you guys see Rick in the street and you take his hat and send me a photo, you guys can come on the podcast. <laughs> uh, no, no, <laughs> I don't sanction that. <laughs> come to Rick's house. <laughs> <laughs> Just inviting strangers to my house. I'll make sure he puts the address. What a call house. out. <laughs> Steal Rick's hat and then come to his house. To return it. <laughs> so you've specifically requested this week that we don't ask the questions up front. Did you like this movie? And now that you've done that, I feel like it defeats the purpose. No, no, no. We're going to save it for the end. We're going to save it for the end. We're going to go through the whole thing. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about our thoughts and our feelings and what we thought. And then we're going to tell. We're going to say at the end if we liked it or not. Okay. We're trying something different. We're changing the format. Okay. The first thing that I wanted to talk about here is the difficulty of this film. By the fact that Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us. Well, I think that is probably the biggest point. Um, It's it's called Black Panther, and the Black Panther wasn't in it. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. I believe, like me personally, I think that this is the most difficult film since Endgame, in terms of actually getting this out. I feel like it was harder than Endgame, because Endgame was built up. Well, I think like when I say that, I think I mean there was so much pressure riding on Endgame, you know? I don't think there was because after Infinity War, they kind of proved that they could do it. It's the culmination of 10 years of cinema, man. That is a lot. They had to pull that off. Endgame was a part two to Infinity War. But could you imagine if that flopped? Yeah, but I just like what I'm saying is like there was pressure for it, but it wasn't like, like a lot of people have gone into Black Panther going, oh, well... Chadwick's not in it, so let's let's see how they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one went into Endgame doing that. Everyone went into Endgame going, holy shit, Infinity War was off its tits. I can't I can't think of what they're going to do this time. The expectations for Endgame were sky high. Oh, yeah, ridiculously. But not even just the death of Chadwick, but also like the ramifications that come from that as well. They had to rewrite the entire script. Mm. I think it was three months before they actually started recording like they had they were, they were ready to go they had the script completed and then sadly Chadwick Boseman passed they had to start all over again it's obviously the sequel to the original Black Panther which was culturally a massive moment massive film and also one of the better quality films in the MCU and also closing out phase four as well and obviously phase four has had its ups and downs but still a pretty big moment and I mean, I, I did say, I didn't say it, is, it was less difficult than Endgame. I said it was the most difficult since Endgame. But yeah, they had a lot. They had a lot on their plate with this film. Just a lot for them to actually take into consideration. And the fact that what we got, I, I think like 
given those circumstances is a success personally. What, like, what, what do you think in terms of like how they managed to pull it off? Because like they had to replace literally the main character. Yeah, that would have been tough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, can't lie to you there that uh, I wouldn't have wanted to be a part of that production team at that time. That would have sucked. What was your question again? (laughs) 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 Like, it's just the, yeah, it's just the fact that you even got this movie out is ridiculous. I mean, films have have canned for less. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, oh, scheduling issues, can't do it. Oh, well. Literally the passing of their main character. Of the star of the movie. I miss him so much. Yeah. And like that, I think in terms of like the first point that we discussed when we were discussing this movie, I think that was quite heavily felt throughout this film. There, mm. I, I do feel like there was a Chadwick Boseman hole in this film. That Oh, hugely. Like it just didn't feel like a, it, it didn't feel like Black Panther anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, it's in Wakanda. There's all these characters that are very obviously based around Black Panther, but it just didn't have Black Panther in it. Yeah, it, it was very much a story of dealing with dealing with grief and dealing with that, that hole that's left behind when you lose someone that is so central to your life because all of these characters that are left, I mean, obviously outside of the villain no more, but all of these characters that are left within this film are the secondary characters, right? Like if we go back to that first movie, Shuri, Nakia, Okoye, Queen Ramonda, M'Baku, they are all the secondary characters that revolved around the Black Panther T'Challa. So you take away T'Challa now, it's like, okay, well now we've got to scramble to make this work with the secondary characters who are always supposed to be the secondary characters, but now are left to carry this franchise. So it's just, it was a lot of weight. And I just, yeah, I felt like we just needed to sort of like, Acknowledge that up front, that the fact that we even got a film out of this is to be commended. And I think, mm. yeah, like the so, way that they pulled it together and, and managed to get that out is huge. It was yeah, a very impressive job. But to be fair, um, there are, there's, mul- I think there's multiple comic runs of Shuri as the Black Panther. Yes, yes. There was a, there was a, oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, Shuri becomes the Black Panther at the end of this film. Look, if you went into this movie not knowing this, then you don't. No enough. You know what I mean? Could have been the mum. No, really? (laughs) No, it couldn't have been. And I hated you for saying that to me before the movie came out. You're like, oh, it it could be the mum. I was like, it's not. You idiot. (laughs) And I don't care. I'm mad at you for suggesting. I don't care if you're saying this to throw me off because you think I'm stupid or if you're saying this because you genuinely believe it and you're stupid. But regardless, there was a dumb thing to say. No, it was always going to be Shuri. Shuri was the obvious choice. It was just like, oh, you know, what if this? It was just the... It was just a thought, you know? I was speculating. Yes, such an idiot. <laughs> this, guy, is... this guy thinks he can fight a cow and win people. <laughs> it was like four episodes ago. I man. don't care. Move <laughs> on. Move on. You suck so bad. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for that one. That was good. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Should we talk about some of the characters? Who do you want to start with? Let's, talk, let's start with the Black Panther. Let's start with Shuri. Okay. Actually, no. Let's not do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've hey, changed my Rick, mind. Rick, whatever you want to start with, we'll start with. All right? I've changed my mind. Just, Just let me know. Let me know when you're there. Let's talk about the theme and the narrative of the film instead. So not the characters. Not the characters. We're going to get right. to the characters later. All right. All right. All right. I want to. I want to talk about the overarching theme of this film. What for you? 
what was the overarching narrative of this film? I want to know what what you got out of this. I felt like there was like multiple. There was like a few things going on. There was obviously they were all dealing with the loss of of T'Challa. Yeah. And then there was the introduction of Tala Khan and Namor. Yep. That was pretty huge. And then also the CIA getting involved due to Riri, Riri Williams. Yeah. That's actually tough to say. It is, right? Creating a vibranium detector. Yeah. Which is just so, so OP. <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? And it's like, yeah, guys, you don't have vibranium. Don't look for it, okay? Just, you're doing fine without it. You don't need it. <laughs> guys, I promise it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, whoever's got it is not going to let it go. All right? So don't get your panties in a knot when your fucking submarine disappears or whatever you know what i mean like oh yeah something's gone let's go find it. it's like no you, you did that right? <laughs> you lost that people just get people just getting involved with wakanda when they don't need to be you know and um i feel like they're just because the world knows that the world knows right that chadwick's gone that, that yes yeah, yeah yeah so the world knows that T'Challa's gone. So that Wakanda is without its protector. Yeah, so Wakanda, so everyone's looking at Wakanda like, oh, they're kind of vulnerable right now. So like, you know, maybe we could do this. Maybe yep. we, maybe we don't. Who Get knows? our hands on some vibranium. Yeah, they're like, Phew. I mean, if there was ever a time to do it, make ourselves some weapons of mass destruction. I mean, it was um, spoiler alert. Valerie Contessa Fontaine, whatever her name is, from uh, <laughs> that's going to be heading up the Thunderbolts, is in this film. And there is a there is a scene in there where Martin Freeman says to her, "Can you imagine if it, if it was the USA that had the access? Were the only people that had vibranium?" And her response is, "Oh, I could only dream of it because yeah, obviously she's she, she's nuts." Yeah, because obviously not a good person. So yeah, she kind of like everyone. Everyone's always like, "Oh yeah, she's like the Nick Fury replacement," but she kind of just seems like the Amanda Waller substitute. Yeah, she's like. I mean, if we're gonna, if we're gonna, like, if I was to compare it to any any character that I've seen before, it, it, it's just Amanda Waller, but like, likable, not even likable, just toned down. I don't know, because I, I, I don't like her. You don't like her? No. I think you think. Like, I mean, there's it's Julia Louise Dreyfus, so like, just charismatic. Yeah, yeah. Look, great actress, but like, as far as her character goes, I'm like, man, you actually suck. You just. But she plays her in a way that's like fun. Well, you yeah. know, like she plays her like a comic book villain not like oh i'm serious amanda waller and oh you better not step to me superman like what the fuck is amanda waller gonna do to a superhero you know whereas she's gonna call someone yeah <laughs> because apparently amanda waller has everyone's contact info whereas at least uh contessa is having like fun with the whole thing you know what i mean like yeah. at least she's enjoying herself doing all of this stuff but yeah so your main main takeaway from this was just that like geopolitics everybody's bad and they're trying to get their hands on vibranium I feel like I'm missing something. No, 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 not at no, all. I'm, I'm not at all. No, I think like I just feel like also like as like the the struggle between Tala Khan and Wakanda. Yep. It kind of got overshadowed by the feud between Shuri and Namor. You I guess, what? but that's kind of you like know what I mean because like at in the start, Namor came out with some extremes, you know, some absolutes, and it was like Wakanda was like, yeah, no, we're not really with that, and he was like, all right, cool, I'm just gonna go, and then. You know, eventually Shuri and Riri get taken. And then when that happens, Ramonda's just like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> Which was also her last mistake. Spoiler alert. You know? I mean, we'll talk about Queen Ramonda later on. Oh, right? my, my bad, my bad. No, so, no, no, that's fine. I have, I have some thoughts it's, on it's just, Queen It's Ramonda. just like before Nakia showed up, 
Yeah. In my head, I was like, oh my God, are they going to actually kind of like... Work this out? Like figure this out and maybe like America and the CIA is the problem? Yeah. Because I felt like that could have definitely been the way that they went with it. Well, I think there was potentially some portion of this, and I've been listening to a couple of podcasts uh, that have talked about this as well, around that the allyship of oppressed people, you know, like them them banding together against, I mean, they constantly refer to Martin Sheen, Martin, Martin Sheen, <laughs> Martin, Freeman. Martin Freeman's character as the colonizer, you know, like talking about America and, you know, England, that kind of thing, that it's the oppressed people that are standing up against the colonizers. So yeah, there is... It was, it was just two oppressed people going at it. Yeah, so it, it, it boiled down to like, not that allyship is that like where, I guess, where is your, where do your loyalties lie and who are your enemies? Because obviously Shuri made the stand of like, no, you're not taking Riri and we will do everything we can to defend Riri. And that was kind of like, well, this is a loyalty to the person. This is, this is more of like where our morals stand. Like we're not just going to let you kill an innocent person because you're afraid that they'll find your vibranium. We, we stand with that. We're against we're against just cold-blooded murder. And I guess that's where that line was drawn of like, okay, this is where we're at. You guys are on the opposite side of that. We're enemies. And that was sort of like how that whole conflict boiled out. And I think that, I mean, the end of the day, the I don't know if there would have been retaliation if Nakia didn't kill that the, one. The, I really don't think that there would have been because they would have just been like... Well, they escaped. They, they escaped. They didn't do anything. But if they go out of line, we're just going to wipe them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they know... They know that they can take them out. Yeah. It's not like Wakanda can just rock up and have a go. You know what I mean? Because like they're in... The ocean. The ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty tough terrain for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they were they would have been sitting pretty. It's like, yeah, you got her, fine. But it's because she took out... Who, by the way, the two chicks that were with um, Riri and Shuri were not a threat. No. Lovely people. At all. Oh, and Shuri, very nice. And, very and nice Shuri, Shuri was there going... You have to let me help her. And the kid's like, seriously? Your mom nah, asked, sorry, man. Your, your, mom, <laughs> your mom asked me for one thing and as if I'm not going to deliver. <laughs> and, in, and it just went so far south after that. Yeah. Yeah, quickly escalated. A lot of, I feel like a lot of conflicts in phase four, especially, can could have been avoided if people just took a breath. <laughs> if people didn't shoot innocent people. Not even that, but, see, like, <laughs> but like, I feel like, when Shuri was there, she could have helped. Yeah. Because she was there immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, Namor got there much later. She had the kimono beads there to... Exactly. Know. So it could have been dealt with, but it's just like... Oh, just, when 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 it was happening, I'm just there going, don't leave her. Even like, like <laughs> even, if, even if they took her with them. And they like were, one of those people screaming at the screen. Just I like, wanted to... Let so, her fix her. I wanted to so badly, but I hate it when I do that. <laughs> I was just, oh my God, please. I'm proud of the self-control. It was, it was tough. (laughs) So for me, I think the underlying theme that I took away from this film was just like dealing with grief and obviously dealing with the fact that Chadwick Boseman slash T'Challa has passed. If you want to summarize everything I just said. (laughs) I mean, you were talking about like, oh, finding the vibranium and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I started with the Chadwick. T'Challa thing. You didn't talk about it though. I know because like then, you put it like half a sentence and then you're like, oh, I was dot pointing. That's my point. <laughs> I was dot pointing them, you know. But I think a lot of the character motivations from this, well, especially on the Wakandan side, 
a lot of the character motivations are spurred from that. And you also see like Shuri and her struggle with always being the smartest person in the room, her technology saving lives, blah, 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 but can't save the life of her brother. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to call you out here, but you missed the first 10 minutes of the film. Okay, look, I really, really thought you were going to let this one slide. <laughs> but um, there's important parts that I need to talk about here. That's so fair of you to say. <laughs> but we could have just pretended like I knew. And you could have just talked about them. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally remember that part. Yeah, yeah. I would, look, because I would have just agreed with everything. <laughs> <laughs> so the opening line to the film is Shuri bargaining with the god Bast and saying... Bast, if you help me save my brother's life, I will never doubt you again. And then obviously that doesn't happen. T'Challa passes, Shuri's unable to save him. And her whole faith is just like her, her faith that was already shaky at best because she is a lady of science is completely just shattered. And then you have the scene where she is with her mother, Later on, Queen Ramonda, this is when we get like the actual introduction to more. They're out of the waterhole. They're talking about their grief and they're talking about how they're going to move on and how Queen Ramonda has moved on and has dealt with her grief, but Shuri is very much still holding on to that. And then you get the line from her of, you want me to burn my funeral garbs to move on? I, I actually would rather burn the whole world. And that is what we get later on which is spurring her motivations when she comes up against Namor. It's all about vengeance. Namor is the reason that her mother is now dead and she's just ready just to fucking take take it all out. Like, nah, this is it. I am I'm the Black Panther. I'm not here to protect. I'm here actually to get revenge until obviously she has a bit more of an awakening later on. But that is, for me, this entire film was not just an homage to the passing of Chadwick Boseman, but just the dealing of grief and how we respond in those moments as well and we're going to talk a little bit more about the characters later on that's why i was like oh, actually let's put the characters a little bit on the back burner here because i know that you had some issues with the characters and their motivations but i did i i believe that there is like logical reasoning behind all of that so there is but it didn't like as far as for example shuri is concerned you know yeah, she lost her brother and she's grieving and it sucks. And I'm not saying, like, get over it because you're not a monster. <laughs> but also. But no, but, but she just <laughs> but she just made her problems everyone else's problems. You know what I mean? Like, she was just, like, just whining about everything to everyone. And it's like, I, look, it sucks for your situation, but you're in a role where everyone takes your words. Because she's the ruler of that nation. So she's going to go on a hissy fit. She's just got a whole nation of people that have to deal with that. Well, I feel like hissy fit is a bit reductive, personally. Well, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> because also, like, Wakanda drew first blood. Then Tala Khan went and attacked Wakanda. And then she was just like, what'd you do that for? It's just like, well, it's pretty clear what they did that for. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just I like, would I would say that I feel like the retaliation was more of an escalation than anything else. Like the retaliation from Telekan. Oh yeah, but was they, was overkill. But am they I, also, am I right? They, but Namor made that clear from the second he showed up. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. He was just like, <laughs> look. He was like, look. I I always heard about this place. 
uh, like a place that kept hidden from the rest of the world. Yeah. I would love to, to like be an ally of yours. Yes. Like we, we can yeah. get together and, and fight these, these like invaders and these colonizers or whatever. And they were like, look, we're kind of fine how we are. And he's just like, all right. He didn't quite say if you're not with me, you're my enemy, but he gave him that general gist. Yeah, well, I mean, he did. He did sort of say that, like, we have more warriors than Wakanda has blades of grass, and we will come back. And it was like, Ooh, there's an underlying threat there. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then was just like, you know what? That's cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill your maid. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with putting that on Queen Ramonda. It wasn't. It was Nakia. It was Nakia. But it's just like... Queen Ramonda just wanted her daughter back. But Ramonda gave the order of do whatever it takes, knowing full well that Nakia is capable of killing people. Yes. And that's that's also why she went and found Nakia. All right. Shall we we talk about some characters then? Because I I feel like we're going to get into this conversation regardless. Okay, fine. So Queen Ramonda, let's start there. All right, fine. I thought she was... I actually enjoyed her character right up until Shuri got taken. I thought she was fantastic the entire way through. Like, I thought she was one of the best parts of this film. I just didn't, like, I, I love her character as, like, the the big, strong, like, queen mother. Yeah. But then as soon as Shuri got taken, she completely disregarded what Namor said. So, uh, she, okay. <laughs> no, but it's just like, all right, look, if someone threatens you with by saying... I have more soldiers than you have blades of grass. Yes. That's a fucking threat. You've got, yeah, but... You know what I mean? And you've got to, that's got to, you can't just let that go to the back of your head but because your un- daughter's gone. It's an unknown though, right? Like she does not have confirmation for that for all she knows. Yeah, but also... Namor could be bluffing. He could be, but also they were baffled by the fact that he just got in there. But Wakanda has been the most powerful nation in the world for as long as they know, Right. There is a there is a level of confidence that comes with that. Exactly. So by the fact that he got past them without them knowing, that's got to be like, oh my god, who is this guy? But that doesn't mean that they have more power. You know, that as far as they know, Namor could just be a sneaky guy. You know, he'd just be <laughs> just like one sneaky little dude. Sneaky you know? athletic. <laughs> yeah, sneaky athletic. Like every white guy in the NBA, sneaky athletic. But shout out Alex Caruso. <laughs> But they have no idea of Telecon. And, you know, like you could say, okay, well, in that case, then you take that with caution because you don't know what their power is like. But on the other hand, as she said herself, she has lost everything. Yeah. No, Queen I'm Ramonda not, has lost absolutely everything I'm in her life. I'm not here to argue that because I, I just lose the argument immediately. She responded, I believe, the way any mother would respond in that instance, she's lost but her she's husband. But she's not. But she's not just a mum, though. You know. What but I mean? like, she is. Like, yes, she's the queen of Wakanda, but she's also a mother, right? She's lost her husband. She's lost her son. For all she knows, her daughter was dead. She's just found out that her daughter's still alive. Of course, she's going to say, "Do everything you can to get her back." Imagine, like, <laughs> you get kidnapped, and then your mum's like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> but I've got to go to work. <laughs> That's not the same thing. I'd really like to that deal with this. That is not the same thing. And the fact that you're suggesting that is outrageous. <laughs> Absolutely outrageous. It's not like Queen Ramonda was just like, I guess Shuri's gone. I'm but not you would I'm, expect no. your mum to respond with fury, right? I of would. Like, but we also, have to do also, everything we can to get my I son If I knew back. that it would result in what happened to Queen Ramonda, I'd be furious that she would do that. What? As in like, she ends up 
She ends up Dead. face down in the water <laughs> along with like a third of her people. Yeah. Well, yeah. You do, you, do, you do remember, it wasn't just Queen Ramonda that died. Wakanda got attacked. Wakanda got absolutely blitzed. They got wiped. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, just, all they did was put water bombs everywhere. Yeah. They didn't even like jump out and start slashing. So you need water bombs. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, we've got more soldiers. They rocked up with like a strike team. Like 10 people. That was it. And they just, just did whatever they wanted. But again, they didn't know that that was going to be the retaliation. Right? I feel like you would though. Because who, who can go to Wakanda and make that kind of threat with chest? I don't know. Anybody that's a completely unknown? I just... I, I mean, just, the more good of like... Uh, let's say like things go differently, right? Namor, I, think, I think it might just be different in my head because when Namor said it, I was just like, he's not lying. Because I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like you're saying how they didn't know. And but I did, so I was like, obviously that was a stupid thing to do. Yeah. So that 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 might be where this is coming from. It's your own bias. It's not my bias. It's just that I had context. <laughs> you know well, I mean? I mean, at that point, we've seen Namor pull a helicopter out of the sky and toss it into the ocean. You know, so we know what power he alone has, let alone the power of his nation. By the way, just real quick, I loved watching him fly. Oh yeah, it looked so good. It like, could it could have like looked how, really bad. How easily. he did his steps? Yeah, I thought that was great. It could have so it, easily looked shit. I know, like if he was just like <laughs> doing the Superman thing with his little wings beating. Yeah, I think that would looked absolutely trash. But I really liked the way that they they had him like maneuver. Yeah, yeah. Um. That's just a just a credit that I needed to make sure it was given. Because that was like one of the things that like as soon as he did it, I was like, that looks great. So while we're uh while we're discussing Namor, shall we move on to him for a little bit? Yes. Because I think this is the best debut of phase four. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna argue with that. I couldn't argue with that. So I wouldn't wanna argue with that. Fucking good. I I like hundred percent expected to come into this. Namor is not one of my favorite characters from the comics. Okay, look, do you know anyone who thinks Namor is their favorite <laughs> character? Because Namor's usually chucked in with the X Men. X Men. He's like has a lot of run with the Fantastic Four as well because yeah. he's a bit of a homewrecker. If yeah. we're being honest. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> the dirty dog. Namor fucks. Like, <laughs> just gonna put that out there. Namor is an absolute horn dog. Has one up for for Sue Storm. But again, like... Yeah, bring back Jessica Alba. Who amongst <laughs> us does not, you know? Rick, you're married. <laughs> but... Rick, you're married. Such a good performance. So uh, so charismatic. I was fully expecting to come into this film being like, yeah, it was a good movie, but the characters weren't as good like as the first one. You had Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan absolutely knocked it out of the park. I think, I think Namor is on that same level as as Killmonger from the first Black Panther. He was incredible. And every That's scene that he was call. in, I was sucked into everything that he was doing. The way he was communicating, the way he was talking to Shuri, the way that he was talking to Queen Ramonda. I was like, this guy is, like, he means business. And, I mean, I, I asked you this question before we started recording, but, like, where do you think Namor's performance ranks as far as a villain in the MCU? Because for me I right still, now... I just don't, I don't see him as a villain. He's a bit of... I, I mean... I, he's a, he, he, to his core, he's an anti-hero. In the context of this film, though, he's the villain, right? He is, but also it's just like... Forget about the comics. No, I'm not, I'm not even talking about the comics. Because <laughs> I, 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 I promise you, I don't think I've read a single Namor comic. No. 
like I've read crap tons of X-Men with him in it. Yeah. And yeah. the same with like Avengers where he's become evolved for whatever reason, <laughs> just because he wants to be. But yeah. it's just like, I don't really, he just, he was just defending his home, wasn't he? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't was, know if you just, could it say. Was just, it was just aggravated tit for tat both ways. Yeah, but he he, he tatted way harder than the tip. Oh was. yeah, but that's that's, <laughs> but that's how that's how you stop it. Is it? Well, all right. In a if you're in a fight, right? I feel like it. Like you know, a diplomatic approach could also have maybe stopped it, as opposed to going. Yeah, in but that's and... that's that's the first thing I said, and you're just like, no, nah, it's stupid. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. I'm saying that like he escalated this. He went in there and was like, okay, they killed one of my like handmaiden girls here. I am going to go murder their queen and attack their whole city and drown them. I don't know about you, man, but that's pretty villainous, especially it, in the it, context it of this is, film. It is, but he warned them he'd do it. That doesn't make it less villainous. It's like, all right, buddy, I'm going to shoot you in the face, <laughs> but... I'm going to shoot you in the face if you piss me off. I told oh, you guess first. what? You pissed me off. Yeah, I, I, he's still a villain. He's still a villain, especially in the context of this film. I... Th- <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just like, it's just not because it's just by the fact, right? Like one of the scenes that really stuck with me in this movie was when Shuri gets taken to Tala Khan. Yeah. And Great she's, scene. she is the only outsider to ever go there. And while she's there, she's being treated with nothing but respect. And like, yeah, she's a prisoner, but it's not like she's in shackles or anything. He's like, this is my home. These are my people. Do you understand now why? I'm going to the lengths I'm going to to protect it. Yeah. And she was like, yes, I get it. I yes. do. Yeah. And then, you know, something happens in his house. Yes. And he goes, oh, fuck this. I just told her. And then she goes, yeah, but you killed my mom. So now I'm going to kill yeah, you. Yeah, but she was also a prisoner there. He's taken Riri Williams and Princess Shuri hostage, essentially. They get broken out. One person dies in that. In that breakout. That's awful. That's bad. He then attacks the entire nation and murders the queen. I feel like he was just showing strength. Doesn't make it less villainous. <laughs> That's still villainy, man. Alright, look, he might be a villain, but I'm on his team. Alright? I feel like Look, know, I don't I don't deny that. Like he is very charismatic and I'm, honestly, not, I'm, not, even, I'm not even saying charismatic, but I'm just saying like I see his reasoning. Like if I if I say Say this was real and this is on the news. I'd be like, fucking, yeah, fuck you, Wakanda. You did that. <laughs> that sounds racist. I don't know why, but that sounds racist. <laughs> you just try and get me cancelled, you son of a bitch. <laughs> if Namor came to me and was like, hey, buddy, do you want to join forces? I would probably also say yes. Oh, I, don't, I wouldn't want to join forces with him. I'm just like, don't piss him off. Hey, yeah, look, look, dude, whatever you want, all right? <laughs> Good, wait, if I join forces with him, does that mean I can't eat fish anymore? I'm assuming that's all I eat. I don't know, man. Because he's not like he's not like Aquaman that talks to fish. Well, but how do they train the whales? That's then? what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Because that's not his power. And also, he wasn't there some of the times that the whales rocked up. Yeah, they're just pets. I guess. Like have like how we have dogs, they have whales, which is sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're playing fetch with a whale. Rick. There was honestly this movie. I'm sorry, this is a bit of a side tangent here, but for someone who has uh, philosophobia. The fear of deep water. Do you actually? Yeah, this movie fucked me a lot. Like, I was... There was a couple of scenes in this where, like, you can't see anything. Like, at the start, when they're they're on the boat, 
they dip down into the ocean. They've got the two people that are down there to see like, oh, I think our vibranium detectors found the vibranium. And they're walking around on the bottom of the ocean and it's just pitch black. I was like <laughs> clutching the sides of my seat like, this is fucking awful. It just... They wish you go deep sea fishing. Nah, I hate it. <laughs> it's just, it's the worst thing in the world. It's awful. Such an awful thing to it's look It's crazy because like, I don't have whatever that is. Thalassophobia. Sure. I'm just... I'm just smart enough to know that I'm terrified of sharks. Well, it's, it's not just sharks, though, man. It could be anything down there. Nah, seriously, like, sharks is pretty much it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm terrified of sharks as well. No, but like, you sharks know Sharks certainly don't help. Like, I'm just saying, I just don't have that that fear. Because, like, in my head, basically... Because we live in Australia, all right? Yeah, there's a lot of water around It's it. sharks. Yeah. Sharks and crocs, but we're not north enough for crocs. Every summer. It's like every second week. It's like, oh, there's another shark attack off the coast of Bunbury. Oh, mm-hmm. there's another, another shark attack down south. Oh, great. <laughs> I remember when I was in high school, we had like a Japanese exchange student staying with us. This is a bit of a tangent, but anyway. Um, and we took them to the beach, obviously, because... That's in, what you do in Australia. Where in Australia is the beach. And it was the first time in my life that the beach, the back beach had been closed because of a shark sighting. Mm. And we had to try and tell them, we promise this is the first time this has happened <laughs> in the 12 years that we've lived here. He's like, gonna, no, I don't believe they're you. Just, they're just like, we're like, oh yeah, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll go for a swim. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. No, I'm actually, I'm good. I'm actually good on that. That's fine. Yeah, they were like, you guys have a pool. Why is that not good enough? <laughs> Why do we need to come here and get like covered in sand and also fear for my life? I forgot you just hate the beach. In I general. don't like the beach either. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the deep water doesn't help with that. I also don't just, so I just like, Rick like going is to the beach. a hardcore Ewan McGregor fan, but he lives Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like sand. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to say about Namor? Let me see. Um, I liked his origin story. Yeah. I, I uh, felt like the re the recontextualizing of this from the comics. I really, really liked the fact that it wasn't Atlantis, it was Telecon now, the the history behind that, I, I really enjoyed that. I, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. I was like, it made me feel stupid because I was like, is this his origin Yeah, he's very sexy. Like, hold, just, on, hold on a second. I was I just like, was I swear to God, he's Atlantean, but <laughs> he's, he's not. <laughs> but no, it, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, I, I thought it fit in with the context of the film and the theme of the film as well. Like it, it fit quite well. Another one about him is I loved that he referred to himself as a mutant. I loved that. Yes. That I, you said yep. you were clutching your seat when the deep water was here. I almost ripped the arms off mine when he said <laughs> mutant. I was like, yes! Mutant, mutant. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, that was that was good. Like, And the fact that at this point in time, yeah, I mean, like it's not confirmed, mutations, blah, blah, blah. It but, is. It basically is. And this, him being, I think it was like 600 years old, I think they said in the film. Something like that. That That's kind of like, he is the first mutant as well. Which, <laughs> until which Apocalypse. Right? Until Apocalypse, but who knows? Who knows? But yes, Oscar Isaac, I like who that. are you? <laughs> Moon Knight or Apocalypse? I, um, one last thing that I wanted to say about Namor as well is just like, his name is sick. <laughs> oh. Like just what's his name again, Rick? Uh, all right, give me a second. <laughs> Let me prepare for this. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, no! I wasn't even going to say that. I wasn't not, not the uh, the Kukulkan. Kukulkan. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> um, the how we got his name. The, oh yeah. Namor, the El Nino, El Nino sin amor. I want to say that just like with such passion there. 
That's that's the other thing that I've been saying a lot since <laughs> since watching this movie as that well. That actually like that hurt me a little bit when he said that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's my name. What was it? Like the what without love? My yeah, the child without the love. The child without my love. En- my enemies call me Namor, which comes from El Niño Sin Amor, the child without love. Yeah, like, I was like, God damn, like that's so fucking hard. I was like, that's heavy. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Since so, he since he was a little kid. Yeah. He was just he's like been a warlord. He was just like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess I don't have any love. And then he goes to his kingdom, and everyone's popping rings to him. Yeah. I. By the way, how do you feel about that? The the um, would you call it? It's not a salute. I guess it's kind of the salute. Is it? It's it's basically a salute. The hand gesture. The uh the hadouken. <laughs> the kamihamiha. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I mean, just obviously just adding something in there just for the sake of like fleshing out the universe a little bit. But I thought it was cool. I liked it. My girlfriend keeps doing it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, cool. There we go. What a keeper. <laughs> I just, I kind of, I kind of liked it um, because it was like, yeah, in the first Black Panther, you got the Wakanda Forever. Yeah. And then in this one, you got the Tala Khan. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, excited for what Kingdom rocks up in Wakanda 3. <laughs> um, but no, I thought, I thought that was like a nice time. It made, it made it feel more worldly. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? As it just yeah, it fleshed out like this this nation that we have no idea what they're about. We, we like we see the kids playing some sport. We see Asnamor's like going through the streets. They're giving him the salute. It just made it feel more like alive. Yeah. and real. Yeah, no, I agree. I it just agree. looked so good. Yeah, it did. I liked that it wasn't like it was at the bottom of the ocean, but it wasn't like crystal clear blue like you get in a lot of those. I also just liked that it was like, cause when they're like, Oh, we've, we have vibranium. I, I didn't want to go into the water and then see like a glowing city or just see Wakanda under the water. Like, yeah, it was I cool. Was, they had was, their it own. It was all like ruins and shit. Yeah. I was like, I like that. Yeah. That's good. They had their own culture. They had their own vibe. It was cool. It was really good. I guess before we move on from Namor, one last thing we have to say <laughs> is that we got the Imperious Rex. Yeah, see, that was weird. Though. Not in the way that you were hoping for? No. Like, <laughs> he said it in whatever Mayan... I can't remember what the language that they said that they're speaking is, but... Spanish. No, but it was like a, a dialect, remember? Because, like... Oh, oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, don't sorry. try and... <laughs> fuck you. Sorry, no, I was uh, thinking... It's Spanish, right? Fuck thinking... you, Rick. You piece of shit. I was thinking about how he got his name. Sorry, my bad. You yeah. son of a... Oh, you're just the worst. <laughs> Just uh, so ready to dude, shit on you. <laughs> it's Spanish. <laughs> Fuck off. No, yeah. but anyway, in what like you know, you know what I'm saying? There was yeah, like yeah. some form of mind in his dialect. native tongue. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what I was saying. I'm so thrown. We just got the subtitles for Imperious Rex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I wanted him to like maybe like when he was leading the what do we call Telecom? Telecom. Telequians? Telecanians? I don't know. Atlanteans. <laughs> when he was leading his kingdom into like battle. His people. His yep. people. I was like, maybe he'll give like the Imperious Rex battle cry. And yep. I, that'd be so cool. But yep. instead he kind of just like said it under his breath before he like swung heavy at Shuri. Yeah. And I was like, eh. I just want to say that like <laughs> absolutely no context to that at all. And I didn't think about this until after the movie. I left and I was like, if anybody doesn't know who Namor is, they have no idea what the fuck that was. He was just like in the middle of a fight and be like, Imperious Rex. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Because when he, when he, when they rocked up for that battle, I said it 
to my girlfriend and she's like, What? You say, excuse me? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, it might like, it might happen. And then when he said it, she was like, Is that what you said? Because like, like Yeah, like that, what that, what you were saying there is like that could have been like their Wakanda Forever, right? Exactly. Like when they're calling out Wakanda Forever, they could have called out Imperious Rex, exactly. but they had their own um Telecon Rise. Yeah. So they had their own saying. That's what I like, thought it was gonna be. And then all of a sudden he just says Imperious Rex, and I was like, I know what that is. But I don't know who else knows what that is in here. That is just yeah, like because like I have I have the scene in my head from the Civil War comic books. Yeah. When Atlantis gets involved in the final battle, and yeah. It's Namor with a shit ton of Atlanteans, and they're all screaming "Imperious Rex" when they come in. So yeah. That's that's where I was at with this whole thing. I was like, oh my god, that's gonna be so like even when they were like, Namor's gonna be in it. I was like, oh my god, if he charges in saying "Imperious Rex," I'm gonna lose it. That's all I need to make this a good film. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> I was like, give me that. And like, could you imagine like those, I'm just going to keep calling them Atlanteans because I don't know how to say Talakan's people. <laughs> when like the Atlanteans were climbing up or like climbing off the whales, whatever, they were all just like screaming like, Imperious Rex. Like that's fucking bone chilling. <laughs> like Imperious, like that just sounds tough. T- yeah. It sounds tough. It sounds kind of like military. Yeah. So it's like, like Wakanda Forever is dope as hell. That's not what But that's got. kind of like a, that's like a hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like a, we are forever. Like, this is us. But like, Imperious Rex, it's like, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> but yeah, that's not what we got. So I guess we just have to live with that. I wasn't just, dis- I, was, I, I don't want to say that like I was upset with it because I was still like, oh my God, he said it. He said the line. <laughs> oh my God, he said it. <laughs> like I was still there going like, yes. But I was just like, that's not how I pictured yeah. it happening in my head. Yeah. But also... <laughs> I'm not a film producer. So. <laughs> not my job. And who's and who am I to tell you yeah, how to do your job? I'm not going to tell you how to make your movie. I'm just going <laughs> to complain about it when it upsets me. Thank you. All right. Let's talk about the titular Black Panther, Shuri. Do you have, I mean, we've touched on Shuri as we've kind of gone along. Did you have much else that you wanted to say about Shuri? <laughs> I just, I felt like I was just on and off her at points. Cause like there was the points where she was with Namor and she was like in like the political sense. Like yeah. When they were going through, I was like, this is cool. She's kind of like. She was handling herself. She was handling herself and she yeah. was being like, she she seemed royal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she was in that like role. She was diplomatic. She was diplomatic. She was calm. She was collected. Yeah. E- like even when Nakia came in and just fucked everything up. She, she was, was trying still, to help. She, she was still trying to help. She was still trying to do the right thing. Fix the, fix the um, problem. And then even when she went into like her boss bitch phase of like, um, trying to resynthesize the the plant. Yep. I thought that was a really cool scene where she was like just going through it. She's like, "This is what I know. This is what I know how to do." And then she used the uh, Namor's mother's bracelet to to do all that. Like, I think that she still had some really good scenes, and I love her chemistry with Okoye. Yeah, I think yeah. that they were like they kind of just come across as like she can't. Okoye comes across as Shuri's older sister. Yeah. I get the same sort of vibes with um with her and Mbaku as well. Like Mbaku is just the uh, older brother. Mbaku is like her brother now, yeah. Because yeah. he was, yeah, trying to give her like advice or whatever when she pulled up as the Black Panther, which was so tough. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I mean, we saw it in the trailer, but when it happened, I was just like, oh shit, <laughs> it's about to go. Yeah. But other than that, no, nah, not really. Like, sh- like t- yeah, Shuri, I just I felt a little bit let down by her, but at the same time, like. I felt this way before I was going to the movie. It was just like, it's tough to just throw it on Shuri's back now. Yeah. Which like, it, it, you, there was nothing that they could have done. 
I'm so glad that they didn't recast T'Challa. Yeah. If they recast T'Challa, then the movie would have been a wash. Yeah. From the start, like there would have been no. I don't think I could have gotten into it. Exactly. Like it would have, you would have just felt so off about it. Like yeah. you can replace a side character, like um, who's that? The the blonde dude in Thor that ended up being Zachary Levi. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not a big deal at all. Yeah, I mean they recast Rhodey. <laughs> Oh yeah, and yeah, from Terrence Howard to um, Don Cheadle, they recast the Hulk. It's not like they haven't done it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's just like they they weren't as they weren't big. Yeah, you know what I mean, like even the Hulk, it was like from the Incredible Hulk to the Avengers. Yeah, that was a long time. Yeah, there was a bit more of a grace period. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I don't think I don't think the uh, recasting would have worked. Personally. Just, but yeah, like, because me and my mate, we were always, we were talking about it. We're like, well, how are they going to do this? Like, because we. We were like, we're, 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 we aren't too keen on Shuri jumping into that role. Like, if if they maybe got like one or two more movies out of Chadwick, then they could have been like, he's gone now, blah blah blah. Give her the space to give, grow and give her, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. like, she's just been side character sister. There's been no build up for her. Yeah, it was kind of just like, I guess it's you now, man. Well, that's what happens when someone unexpectedly dies. You know? <laughs> I'm not saying like that's the reality of the situation. I isn't know, it? <laughs> but it's just like it's just like it's just un- all I'm saying is that it's unfortunate that I had to go that way. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, um, and I think like because it's just it just it affected the movie obviously, and yeah. it's just it's a shame of that because I feel like if they had the time, you know, and if Chadwick Boseman didn't pass away, sure he could have stepped into that role, and it could have been. Completely different. Completely different. Yeah. And, and she could have even surpassed Chadwick given the, the time and the yeah the story. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like my my big takeaway from it all with Shuri, and I can only quickly say this and then we can move on to the next point, but Shuri, the teacher I think did a fantastic job. I think she- I think she's a great actress. Incredible. Like did such a, such a good job. The problem is that she's not Chadwick Boseman. That's she's it. not it's exactly. It's not her fault And, like, at you all. can't do anything about that. Like, it's just the fact that she does not have the presence that Chadwick Boseman does. And I don't think, like, that was never more evident than in that final battle scene and she was in front of everybody screaming Wakanda forever and, you know, doing their um, their war chant and the Ibombe. It just wasn't... It didn't hit as hard. It no, wasn't the no, same. It it's like, and that's like... It was those moments where you're like, yeah, you're really missing Chadwick Boseman's presence. But again, that is what it is. Like, you can't mm. do anything... You can't do anything about that. That's not to say that Letitia Wright did oh, anything wrong. Like, I have no issue at all with Letitia Wright's actual performance. She's just not Chadwick Boseman. It's just... She's not Chadwick Boseman. And I feel like, yeah, she was just... It's just not... A, it's just not the right scenario for it yeah. to play out. So... Yeah, I, di- I didn't have any other thoughts other than that. I think, like, her story, it all made sense to me, her dealing with grief. Um, I mean, we've had some discussions about motivations, which we're, we're disagreeing on here, but I, I do think that that all made sense for her. And Look, her- I-, I said this to you before we started recording. It's like, by the end of this podcast, I want to have, I want to be looking on this movie in a much more softer light than I have been, to the point where I go back and I watch it again. Yeah. And I actually enjoy it a lot more than I did the first time. Yeah. I feel like I've come in really hard. <laughs> um, I stand by my guns, but I'm also happy to be proven wrong or yeah. or to have my mind changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's one other thing that I wanted, like one other character that we need to talk about before we move on and then we'll start talking about. Mbaku. Oh, well, it wasn't going to be Mbaku, <laughs> no, but Mbaku is fantastic. <laughs> We have to touch on Riri Williams really quickly. Okay, real quick. Real quick. Do we have to? Yes. Okay. And we have to because 
of what she means for the future of the MCU. But to me, she didn't add anything to this film. She had a Power Ranger suit. Yeah, I didn't really like the uh, the outfit, the Iron Man suit. It, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit critical here. It's not hard to replicate a suit you've already made. Yeah. You know what I mean? And look, I could have, to be perfectly honest, and I said this to you before, I think Riri Williams was more of a plot device than she was a character in this film. She was there just to push things along. She wasn't necessarily there as like a as a standalone character. I think that's such a shame though, because like all the other like intros to like Young Avengers, yeah, they got their have been hits. But yeah, they not, I wouldn't even say that. But it's just like they got their chance to be an actual character. You know what I mean? To be relevant to the plot and to actually affect it as well. Yeah, Riri's biggest contribution to the plot was off camera. Well, it just felt when like she, she was she just went, there. Yeah, but like her biggest thing was. She made the vibranium to take yeah. to kick the whole thing off. She didn't even do that on camera. Exactly. I mean, she wasn't even a character when she did it. Yeah, and she had like she had a couple of quippy one-liners, but that was it. So yeah, to be honest, I could have done without that and her taking away and her adding to the runtime. But I like she was there to further like future properties like mm. Ironheart and Armor Wars and that kind of thing. So that was kind of like there was moments like that, and it was the same with the. Uh, the Agent Ross and Contessa parts, where it was like, I don't need this in the film. Like, you can chop these parts out. The film will be much shorter and much snappier. And the whole reason that those things are in there is just to... It's the Marvel, you know, like, backdoor pilot. We're just going to put this in here. We're going to introduce it in here so that when it pops up in the next TV show or the next movie, you have a bit of context behind it. Like, I just... Her it, suit got to me so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It did. Like, not it's not even her character. This this is on the filmmakers this time. It's like, her suit looks more like Pepper Potts' did in Endgame. It's... Like, that, that's similar to what it should look like. She's got, obviously, a different colorway. Yeah. But... It looked it's, like more futuristic. And, yeah, exactly. And it yeah. was like all smooth. And just, like, I just kept thinking of um, Sizer, the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, why am I thinking of if Sizer was a fucking Power Ranger? It just didn't feel as real as the it Iron didn't, Man It suits. didn't look like an Iron Man suit. Like, if we go back to, was it 2010 that the first Iron Man came out? No, it's ridiculous. Like, I feel so bad for the special effects companies yeah. that have to work for Marvel. Yeah. Because they get so much flack and they, they get, get they hammered. Get, they get no time. They get such big orders. Yeah. And like you've, we've seen like when they're given the time, the amount of quality what that they, they can, can I mean, just look at Thanos, right? Not like even that. Look at, Iron Man, look at Iron Man 1. Yeah. Look at, look at the suit he's in over 10 years ago. And then compare it to And compare it Ironheart to Ironheart. Now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. It's just, it's just, it's sad because they're like, they're making all these tall orders for themselves. They're like, yeah, we got to pump out four shows, two movies, one year. Yeah. So you don't have to do that. Yeah. You really don't. Yeah. Focus on the quality. Focus on that's, the quality. That's what was, that was all so good about the first couple of phases. It was like, yeah, we got what, one or two movies a year. Yeah. Like, and that was it. The first phase was six films. Exactly. Yeah. Without any TV shows or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. It's a wild time now in the MCU. I do, I do understand though, because they've expanded the world so much. If you, if they kept that, if they just did two movies a year, you know, there'd be outrage about that. Well, not even that, but it's just like, all right, cool. We did a Thor movie, but because of all the like, we've got Thor, Black Panther, Moon Knight, one, you know, all this. Yeah. By the time you've done everyone, and it's time to come around again, that's ten years. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's like they've got to pump them out, but it's just a sh- like yeah, it's just a they're just in a really tough spot. You know, it's like they've put themselves there and they're still making quality. It's just not visually yeah as well it's done. It's hard as, to keep up with. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, especially like going forwards as well, because obviously this, like what we're talking about here with Riri Williams is kind of the, like that's setting up future properties. And I don't think that like outside of that, Wakanda Forever being the the end of phase four didn't really do a lot to set up much else. Like it, it, it felt like it was its own insular standalone film. If you just take those parts out of it, like if you take out Ross, if you take out Riri Williams, it's like, yeah, this is, this doesn't really feel like it has much of an impact on the rest of the universe outside of introducing Namor, who is obviously going to be returning. God, I hope he's not a villain for long. Yeah, he won't be. He won't be. He'll, I, he'll, he'll, I think he'll quickly fall into that role of being the anti-hero that's like, yeah, I can help out here, but I'm also kind of just a bit of a dick and like I'm a bit like I'm looking after my own place and got my <laughs> own things going on, might flirt with Sue Storm a little bit. So, yeah. You just can't wait for Fantastic Four. Because <laughs> you, because you need, you need Doctor Doom. Doc, yeah. Look, is he your favorite Marvel character? Uh, not character, but definitely villain. Spider Spider Man is my all time favorite. It's pretty hard to go past Spider Man. Really. Yeah, I, I do feel like it's the basic answer. It is, but like, but it's also like, but it's like most things are popular because they're the best. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's basic, but it's not wrong, right? <laughs> I mean, when everyone goes, oh, that's so mainstream. It's like, well, why do you like? What do you like? It's like, oh, I like, I like it too. It's like, yeah, shut up, <laughs> shut the fuck up, go away. All right. Speaking of our favorite characters, who's your MVP from this film? My MVP is. Uh, can you do the name for me? I, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked because they call him Kukulkan. Yes, my favorite. My favorite is the child without love. No El more. Niño sin amor. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Rick. <laughs> um, sounded just like the movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, my favorite. My favorite. My MVP is uh, No More. I feel like every second he was on screen, I was just like hooked in. Like yeah, it was almost like it was grabbing me to watch it. I was like. I couldn't look away. Yeah. And it's been a while since anything in phase four has kind of had that on me. Yes. Yeah. So I was very, very happy with that. By far the best debut of phase four. And look, I don't, um, I don't disagree with you, <laughs> but for the sake of doing something different, my MVP will be Queen Ramonda. Bold choice, buddy. <laughs> I just want to point out, she did such a dirtiness on Okoye. Yeah. But her performance was just oh, her performance so was powerful. Her performance was outstanding. If if she does not get an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress, I will lose my shit. And I don't know if this is like, I don't know if this is a thing at the moment, but there should be a hashtag twenty on Twitter right right now for get Angela Bassett an Oscar because she fucking killed it. She cat for me carried that first half of the film until she died and then like it was that the power of her death that was you know spurring shuri and and, like leading those motivations from there i think the her emotion like just the raw emotions from her and the performance were just incredible so yeah she's my mvp and like i said i don't i don't disagree with the namor pick either but she is just just to be different yeah yeah just to have another opinion up there as well yeah yeah no that's fine so it's the big question now. Did you like it? Did you like Black Panther Wakanda Forever? I feel like as a movie I did. 
But okay. it's just the choices that some of the characters made that annoyed me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just like, you're an idiot for doing this. But also, like, the result of what they did was just a spectacle. You know what I mean? Like, if, if Ramonda didn't do that, I wouldn't have get to see Namor and his boys go ham on Wakanda, which I loved. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because Wakanda is a powerhouse. <laughs> what I did like seeing is uh, M'Baku getting chest punched a fucking oh, while away. My heart stopped when that happened. I, I, like, oh, I, if Mbaku is dead, I, I'm walking out. I, I, I said that to my girlfriend as well. I was like, babe, if he dies, we're leaving. And she goes, all right, bet. <laughs> so I'm all in for that. Yeah, she's like, yeah, fuck that. If they kill him, I'm out. I was like, cool, we good. <laughs> but no, like, I feel like just the fact that Namor and, and Tyler Khan is in it now, that was enough for me to say that I've enjoyed this movie. Yep. To the point where I did like it. And then there were also the benefits of Black Panther and Wakanda, you know, obviously, because it's just such an incredible world that Marvel's built. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, Avengers Tower New York, which is just kind of like... Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's techie, but hmm, somehow not as techie as Wakanda. Yeah. So what's your rating then? I don't know where you stand with it. Still going to be pretty low. Maybe like a five point... I want to say a five point... So I'll give it a 6.2. 6.2? Yeah. That's You realize that's lower than your Black Adam rating. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you stand by that. Yeah, because I don't expect quality from DC. So you're grading on a scale. I am. Wow. It's just, well, like, how can you not? You know what I mean? Like, with the, with the number of movies that Marvel have produced and the number of quality, uh, the amount of quality that they've done in that time, you expect a certain thing. So you're holding them to a higher standard. I'm expecting I, more. I absolutely I'm not expecting more, but I'm expecting like when my when the characters that I know behave in a way that I don't think they would, it it triggers me. Wow. Well I disagree. I'm you're entitled to <laughs> I'm not here to tell you that your score is wrong, Rick. I'm just here to tell you my score. I think in terms of the quality of this movie, I think this is the best quality film of phase four. I think if we were to rate it now, and I've been thinking about my ratings for the films over the last couple of weeks as well, that No Way Home would still be my number one. And I think I, I originally, when the last time we discussed this, I had Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness as my number two. I think I'd be shuffling that down. And I think my number two spot would be kind of very much a toss up between this and Shang-Chi. I thought you were about to say Thor for a second. I would have left. No, absolutely I not. I would have left absolutely so quick. Absolutely not. I fucking loved Shang-Chi. So I'm giving it an eight because I, like, it's not, like, don't get me wrong. It's not without its flaws. It's it's way too long and there's a lot that could have been cut out of this. Did we even talk about that? The fact that there was just so much extra. It was two hours and 41 minutes. Yeah, like, it was long. But this is what I mean, like, that whole, their whole time in America, Every single time that it cuts back to America and it's Ross and Contessa, that could have all been cut out. The only America scenes that they needed was Okoye and Shuri going to Ross. Yeah. And then them finding Riri and then them getting taken. That's all they needed. Yeah. They didn't need any of the extra shit because like I told you before we started recording, my girlfriend was like, well, where's like America? Aren't they going to like try and do something to Wakanda or whatever? Because they're like, oh, they've come in and they've done this. Yeah. We've got to do something. It's like they, made, they set that up and then they just left it. So, yeah, I didn't need any of that. 
I felt like that was superfluous to the plot. It didn't really add much else. I just, I wanted that focus to be squarely on Telecan and Wakanda and screw the US. They just had to get their token like white people in there. And I was like, eh, I don't need this. I just realized we didn't talk about the very end of the movie. Do you, um, do you want to do that now? I was going to say, do you want to do that? I, I mean, we can. I don't really have much to it. Uh, at the end of the movie, Shuri meets her nephew, her secret nephew. Prince um, T'Challa. That her mum knew about. Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. What's his non-Wakanda name? Uh, Tucson. Tucson. Yeah. That's a cool name. I, at this point in time, because that's the uh, that's the after credit scene or the mid credit scene, the, the closing scene of the film is Shuri burning her funeral garb, mm. dealing with her grief, and we get the tribute to Chadwick Boseman at the end. There wasn't an end credit scene, though. Yeah. Like, no, like, right, because like, isn't there usually, like, a, like a, at the very end of the credit scene? Oh, no, yeah, there was only the one. There was the mid-credit scene. Mid, yeah, that's all there was. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I, I remember the mid-credit scene went, and then everyone left. I was like, fucking idiots. And my girlfriend got, <laughs> Rookies. My, my girlfriend got up. I was like, sit your ass back down. And then it didn't show. I was just like, I hate myself. I hate, <laughs> I hate myself and I hate that I just sat here like a dickhead. You know you can Google it. Rick, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't call me out like that. Don't do that to me. But yeah, so, <laughs> so we do have a Prince T'Challa. And by this stage, I was like, I already had tears in my eyes. And then Prince T'Challa, oh, my name is Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. And I was like, oh, are you fucking you kidding me? What's that I got you? Oh, yeah, of course it did. Did it not get you? I was like, I, I got hit in my feels, and then I was just like, I don't have to wait for this kid to grow up to see him as the Black Panther. <laughs> like, immediately, I was just, just impatient. like... impatient. Yeah, I am. I was like, you know, I'm not getting younger. Neither are you. Big <laughs> um, that was an unnecessary jab. Yeah, well, you've been doing it to me all night, so <laughs> get, get over it. Roll with the punches. Um, I don't know. It's just that, uh, yeah, it's like, is he going to be relevant, or is it just like... Of course he is. You reckon? Yeah. They wouldn't have introduced him how, if he's how, not going to be relevant. How long do you reckon the MCU is going to go for? Do you reckon it'll just keep going forever? Indeterminate. Like, it will just keep on going until people stop watching it. If it's making money, it'll that's still gonna, keep that's going. That's going to suck so bad. You imagine, like, we're going to be 80 years old. See, I don't want to be. I don't want to be, like, 80 years old and they go... And they're in phase 29. Yeah, and they're like, that's it. We're done with Marvel movies. It's like, you're done like, now? You're doing this now when I'm 80? I have nothing else to live for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Rick, that's soon for you. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I'm watching the clock already, man. <laughs> no, every hour that goes by, it's just another hair that falls out your head. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to look after my hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> How does it make you feel that I'm going to go get a haircut tomorrow? I'm just willy-nilly. I still get haircuts. <laughs> no, I'm just, it was just a joke for me saying I throw my hair away like it's nothing because, you know, it, just grow, cause it grows, you know? My hair also grows. It just doesn't grow in some areas. Well. What? Okay. No, it's, it's okay. You're right. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying then. I still go to, like, get my haircut. I uh, editor, cut that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the editor. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, we didn't use the fucking Black Panther cup. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. So, (laughs) we started this podcast, well, like, what, two, three months into this year? So, we've been going for like nine months now. It's been quite a while. Yeah. (laughs) Like, maybe the third or fourth episode, Robbie brought in a cup 
that was it's like a, it's like a tiki mug but it's the black panther yes it's like oh, oh when we do black panther we can make the cocktail and put it into this and that that can be like you know the the picture we put up on socials and did we use that cup you can still put a you can oh you've drunk your drink never mind oh uh, uh, yeah yeah whatever oh well i guess we wait for black panther 3 <laughs> <laughs> oh well fuck my life it's all good. It's fine. It's not. I was so, <laughs> I'm ex- so mad. <laughs> I was so excited. Rick, let's be honest. I haven't contributed a lot in the drink making. And by that, <laughs> I mean I mean at all. Okay? And I finally brought something and I was prepared. I did it months ago. So prepared. Because I, 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 I bought that as well. I didn't just have it. I bought it. I saw yeah, it. I was like, that's... Specifically for this purpose. And I, was, and I was just like, that's cool. And now we just... God damn it. It's all right. Is it? We'll, we'll use it one day. Fuck it, I'm taking it home. I'm going to get drunk with I'm it. I'm taking now. it home. <laughs> it's been sitting in my office for like nine months. <laughs> Whatever, man. All right, should we finish up? Yes, I've said what I needed to say. You got it all off your chest? Enough. Enough. <laughs> need, to, need to save some for home. Are you going to go back and watch it again? Yeah, I'm definitely going to go. I'll probably go this weekend. I'll go watch it again. Yep. I'm not going to watch it in 3D again. Uh, oh, did you watch it in 3D? I told you that before we recorded because remember, oh, I, because, I wasn't listening. Like he pointed out to the, the fans, I got there late. That's right. Um, and when I got there, I'd missed the the 2D session by an, an extra five minutes on top. So I was like, I don't want to miss more of the movie. So yeah. I'll go watch the, the 3D version. And I just hate watching 3D movies. So yeah. that honestly could have been a part in my lack of enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, like of why I've given it such a tough score. But. You know, we'll uh, we'll see when I go watch it this Reassess. weekend in two D. We'll have an update in the next episode to see if you've uh, changed your mind. Or yeah, not. and I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. Six point three next week. <laughs> We're getting there, slowly building it up. I'll just watch it once a week until I wake up ten. Best movie I've ever watched in my life. There was nothing wrong with it. Just completely indoctrinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was tortured, guys. The, the Wakandans found me. Uh, well. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was we actually this is one of our longer longer movie reviews. We spent much more time talking about this than we did Black Adam. So yeah, well, there was more to it. This yeah. all, this movie was also a lot longer. <laughs> some would say better, some wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, if I put Black Adam to the scale that I give Marvel movies, it would not pass. Unfair grading. It is unfair, but you know that's what you get when you're at the peak of your game. So, if you were a teacher, I would hate to be in your class if that's the way. Well, guess right. what, Rick? I'm not a teacher. <laughs> Thank Christ for that. Also, let's be real. I'd be a sport teacher, and everyone passes. Those, sport. those grades don't count. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone passes sport, even the people that don't like it. When I was in school, there there came a time where I hit puberty, and I <laughs> finally, and I stopped caring so much about my grades. And when you get to do your electives in school, every class that I picked was sport. In year 12, I had maths, English, and then I had photography. (laughs) Weird choice. Yeah, guys, let Rick know how his photography is of the cocktails, by the way, (laughs) because he apparently studied it. I had two sports classes, one which was like, back in the day, it was called TER. Sorry, TEE. I think it's ATAR now. ATAR is like the whole year group that's like the uni pathway yeah yeah yeah. 
So I had like one that was like the uni pathway sport and then the one that wasn't. And then I also did outdoor education, which was like camping and not tying and things like that. I, yeah, that was my life at school. I was, like, I was yeah. going to say when I was, when I was in year 12, I had 10 periods of sport a week. Yeah. <laughs> what a good time. Oh, it was great. It was one of the best years of my life. <laughs> so carefree. We'll leave it there. We'll wrap it up. We'll stop talking because we're just going to keep on going. So thanks so much for listening, guys. As we said at the start of this episode, make sure you do jump onto our socials, like, follow everything, comment, engage, have a chat to us. We love talking about this stuff, so just get involved in that conversation. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and do leave us a review. Five stars only or four, 4.5. Nah, five. No, five. Guys, just five. Come on. Oh, look, five stars and then in your review, say it to how you feel. Yeah. You know? Feel free to email us. Give us some yeah, email, Rick. Yeah. yeah feel, free, feel free to email me. That is a uh, personal email. Uh, <laughs> keep an eye on the Instagrams. I'll put it in the comments. The only pop culture podcast at gmail.com. Anything that you've got, any questions you've got, anything that you'd like us to tackle in the future, any feedback, constructive criticism, anything like that, feel free to email us. And yeah, I think that's it. That's everything, right? That's the normal, the normal spiel that we run through. I believe so. I think so. It's, it's late now. I'm done. I've had enough. <laughs> it's not even late, you loser. It's late for me. I've missed Survivor because of this. It's Survivor night and we're recording. Oh my God. Tell Dana. I know. I know. Hey, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to put it on nine now. Now. And then uh, watch it for the rest of the night before I go to sleep. All uh, right. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom.